Hello, listeners. I am recording this episode on the same day that it will be released. So I'm recording this on a Sunday morning. And there are a couple reasons why it took me so long to make up this week's episode. The first was just I didn't, again, this was one of those weeks where I didn't really have a solid idea for most of the week. But then, finally, at the 11th hour, I honed in on something. And the way that I honed in on a particular idea was because yesterday, Saturday, April 30th, I spent the entire day at Cleveland Fan Expo. They're no longer allowed to be called Comic-Con outside of San Diego. And so all these different fan conventions, pop culture conventions that are held around the country, they had to come up with different names. And this particular one in Cleveland decided on the name Cleveland Fan Expo. It's the second one of these sorts of events that I have attended. The first one was several years ago, back when everyone was still allowed to use the name Comic-Con. At that point, it was in Columbus. And during that one, it was wonderful. There were several Doctor Who actors who were there, including David Tennant, the 10th Doctor, as well as uh, John Barrowman, who plays Captain Jack Harkness on the show, and a few others. And my wife and I even got a picture with David Tennant during that particular event. And it was just a wonderful, geeky experience. And so ever since, we have been trying to get back to one of these. And we finally did yesterday. We went up to Cleveland. My son and one of his friends tagged along. He he took it all in. He thought it was incredible. And, of course, the rest of us loved it as well. Now, I want to just briefly talk about the overall experience that I had, at least during this first part. The, when you go to a fan expo, there, there are certain things that maybe you can count on. The biggest one being a very large and packed exhibit hall which there certainly was during this gathering. There was, the, the, the exhibit hall had booths upon booths upon booths. And all of, all things related to geekery was, was there. You could find artwork and you could find comic books and you could find Funko Pops and other toys. You could find cosplay paraphernalia, like different fabrics and cloths and shirts. And if your character you want to dress up as included a weapon, you could buy different weapons to go along with your particular person. 
there were martial arts demonstrations there. There was one booth that was dedicated to all things Ghostbusters, which I loved in particular, Ghostbusters being one of my favorite movies ever. And so you could easily spend your entire day just wandering from booth to booth, looking at everything. That, but, but that was not all that was there. There were also many people who were dressed up, of course, as I mentioned. Cosplay is a big part of these gatherings. And there were also some celebrities who were there signing autographs, getting pictures taken and in some of some of them actually had scheduled times where you could ask them questions and interact with them a little bit and we wanted to take advantage of a couple of these as well so we actually paid for two photo sessions the, I'm going to go backwards a little bit. So the second one, so the second set of pictures that we got was with actor Michael Rooker. If you are into The Walking Dead, the show The Walking Dead, he, was, he played Merle in a couple of the earlier seasons on that show. Not the particular, not the best or most likable or nicest character. But nevertheless, he appeared in that show. And then if also you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which you may know him best from. He's been in a ton of stuff over the years, but these two properties are probably what what brings him to events like this. And sure enough, for this event, he was actually wearing a t-shirt that paid homage to his character Merle on The Walking Dead. And my wife and I lined up, and we got a picture taken with him, and he had some music playing in his little photo booth, and he was actually dancing around a little bit and joking with... The people who were lined up to get pictures taken with him, just very relaxed and easygoing and funny. And so that was a fun little experience and interaction that we got to have. But before that one, the first one, the first picture that we got for the day was with actor Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard, if you are a fan of the show Supernatural, he plays the demon Crowley on that show. And if you are also a fan of the short-lived and dearly departed Firefly, he was also he played a role on that show as well. Before he did his pictures, he actually had a Q&A session. And so we made it a point to go listen in on what he had to say. And he, overall, was very appreciative of fans in general. He thanked us so often during his talk. He, he says this is his way of, of giving back and that he loves to interact with the fans. He loves to see people's 
reactions and facial expressions as he talks to them. It's, it's his way of actually seeing the people who experience his craft. And there was one particular part where Mark Shepard said something that is going to stick with me for a long time. There was someone who started off their question being kind of apologetic. Apologetic about her fandom. Apologetic about, well, she, she's seen this show, but she hasn't seen this show. And, and starting off like that. And Mark said, okay, you need to stop. You do not need to apologize. There was a time, he said, particularly when I was growing up, when to like comic books... To like superhero properties. To like these things that now these fan expos are devoted to. Made you an outcast. But now, he says, look at us. He says, the geeks have definitely inherited the earth. I want to talk about geekdom a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit more about this fan expo experience in general. Because there is something about pop culture that I have always loved. Not just for itself, because it has helped me make meaning in my life. But there's something that I value in it in terms of how we are able to tell our own stories. And to make sense of our own lives. And I also think that it has ways to talk about faith as well. So, let's talk a little bit more about how the geeks have inherited the earth. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. This fan expo in Cleveland was held at their downtown convention center, which is actually a somewhat familiar space for me. It was the second time that I had been there for an event. The first one being back in 2015 when... The United Church of Christ had their biennial general synod in that space. For those unfamiliar with how the UCC operates, this is the big national gathering that they have. Again, it's every two years, and it floats around different parts of the country. So, for example, the one that will be held next year will be in Indianapolis. And so this particular time, they decided to come back home, as it were, 
and to have it in Cleveland. The national offices of the denomination are located in Cleveland. And and I, I, I especially liked it because it meant that I actually got to sleep in my own bed for this event. I wouldn't have to stay in a hotel. I could just commute back and forth. So there were many different ways that it being in Cleveland had me excited. Now, I when I went back yesterday for the Fan Expo, I it, it all came back to me. It had been a few years, of course, since I had been there initially for General Synod, but it came back to me fairly quickly how things operated, where the parking space was. We parked in the same place as I had parked for that earlier event, and it was the same little trek from the garage over to the convention hall, going through the same doors and going down the same escalators, going through the same corridors in order to get to the same space where the exhibits were. Now, five or six years ago, when I was there, of course, these exhibits were all church-related. These exhibits were all for church nerds in particular. So, various entities from around the United Church of Christ had their own booths, and you could learn more about their work. There were liturgical artists who would be selling things like ministerial stoles, there were people selling stained glass. There were several bookstores and book publishers represented. So those were some of my favorite places to hang out and to pick over. So it, it's, it's no less of a geeky experience to go to one of these church gatherings. It's just that you have to be specifically a church geek in order to appreciate and enjoy it. And so to think back to that experience and to reminisce about that and to remember what was represented then versus what was represented at this gathering, for me, it was just a matter of transferring geekdoms from one space to another. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about what I saw in this exhibit hall. Because I had this moment where it dawned on me. I had, I had a little bit of a realization, and this is not a new or unique or novel realization. But it was one that came to me as I was wandering around and looking at who was there. Not, ju not just the booths, not just the artists and the manufacturers and the people selling books and the people selling toys and so on. But the people who were there to experience this day. I got a couple of selfies. Now I've, I've, I've mentioned, I've mentioned cosplaying 
What does that mean? It's just short for costuming and and playing one of your favorite characters from whatever favorite TV show or movie franchise or, or comic series or anime series that, that you're really into. So to cosplay is just to dress up as one of these characters. And, and there were a lot of cosplayers there from all manner of these fandoms. And I, as I said, I got a couple of selfies. I, I couldn't resist. I wandered up and I politely asked, can, can, I, can I get a picture of us together? So I got a picture with the Mandalorian. Very good Mandalorian cosplay that I saw it and, and I needed to take advantage of that. There, there was a guy dressed in a David Pumpkins Halloween suit. There, there's a little bit of a history with me and this pumpkin suit. And so I needed to take a, a selfie with this person. There were several working R2-D2 replicas that people had on remote controls and were, were wandering around with. There were Wookiees. One of them in particular was incredibly tall. And so I had to get a picture uh, of this very tall Chewbacca. It, w it was amazing. I, I always love seeing how creative people can be and how dedicated and devoted people can be to making this as authentic as they possibly can. There were several Boba Fetts. There were a lot of Ghostbusters. I hadn't seen that many Ghostbusters the last time I went. I'm not sure if I saw any. There were some Harry Potter people there. It, it was, it was one that you can get your money's worth just by people watching. Now, what is the point of talking this much about cosplay? I think that there is something about these gatherings that allows people to be themselves in a way that general daily experience does not. You can't dress up as the Mandalorian at your job, usually, unless you are actually the Mandalorian. You cannot go to work wearing a Ghostbusters jumpsuit. You cannot generally walk down the street wearing a lot of the things that these people were wearing without the possibility of somebody looking at you funny or perhaps even worse if the particular person observing you has malicious intentions. So what am I trying to say here? I had this realization as I was standing in line waiting for 
probably my third coffee of the day. I was standing there and I was watching people. And some of these costumes can be quite provocative. And in certain cases, there is some gender bending that happens. There were men wearing what traditionally might be considered women's clothing. There were women dressed up in what would typically be seen as men's clothing. And the thing is, nobody in that space, nobody throughout the day, was giving anybody else strange looks. Nobody throughout the day was giving people the side eye for what they were wearing or for who they were. A fan expo is the type of opportunity for someone to be as fully and as authentically themselves as they perhaps wish they could be in other spaces. Because let's, let's, let's acknowledge fandoms have their issues. And, and we have seen some of these things pop up in the news from time to time. Fandoms definitely have their issues with misogyny, with gatekeeping, with racism, with homophobia, with transphobia. The, these things exist in fandoms. But the typical experience at a fan expo, no one's going to really give you any grief for what you're wearing or for who you are. And so as, as I was standing there, waiting for my coffee, I thought, this tends to be, these fan expos tend to be more permissive, more inviting, more inclusive, more accepting than the typical church. Now, at General Synod, a few years earlier, people would generally could feel empowered to be their authentic selves there. There's still a ways to go, and people can tell you that. People who have experienced the United Church of Christ can tell you that. There are lots of stories out there as progressive and as accepting as we believe ourselves to be. We still have a long ways to go. But in general, the typical church will be less inviting, less accepting of one's authentic self than a space like the one I was in yesterday. So as much as Mark Shepard believes that the geeks have inherited the earth, we still have a ways to go in general society. But there are still, there still exist these sorts of spaces where people can feel safe to truly be who they are. 
How can that translate? How can the church more embody that in the spirit of Jesus, in the spirit of who Jesus hung out with, accepted, didn't judge? And, and some will fire back. Oh, but, but he, didn't, he didn't let people remain there. He didn't, he didn't let people just continue to be there. There's still, there's still standards there. There's still this and that, and there's rules and whatever. How often did Jesus begin with rules? How often did Jesus say, hi, I love you, but there were hardly any times where Jesus would add a but on the end of I love you or God loves you. The Fan Expo experience removes the but. So how best could other spaces, especially those who profess to embody and to follow Jesus, how could we drop it as well? This was one of my biggest takeaways from yesterday. And it's something that I think I'm going to continue thinking about. And it's something in general for spiritual spaces to reflect on as well. Those who have followed my writing, my ministry, my work in general, before this podcast began, know that I have long appreciated the possibilities that pop culture has for accessing and for talking about faith. This is something that that I appreciated before I began pa pastoring as a local church pastor and, and something that I quickly discovered and, and really wanted to expand upon in, in those years when, when I was ministering in local churches. The, the earliest form of this was when I would develop lessons for youth in my first church and at that point um, a, a book that was fairly popular in youth group and, and church educational circles was a book called The Gospel According to the Simpsons where it would analyze various Simpsons episodes and provide examples of how how you can use this TV show, The Simpsons, as a, a jumping off point for talking about faith. And, and so I, I got a, a handful of, of these videos and we would watch an episode and then we would talk about it. And from from there, that, that began 
my own interest in in seeking out other properties, other shows, movies, songs, and so on to to use in, in order to do this. And so even in those earliest years, we talked about The Simpsons. We analyzed songs by Green Day. We watched snippets of one of the X-Men movies. The... And, and so th this was, I was just getting started. Like, like it was kind of here and there in those earliest years, but, but it really took a turn. Things really, I started really ramping things up in my second church where the pop culture references became much more frequent. It became a, a cornerstone of my confirmation classes. I got to a point where I would, at the beginning of the confirmation program, um, ask each student who their favorite musical artist was. And then at some point, over the course of their having to attend classes with me, I would choose a song from each of their favorite artists and I would build a lesson around that. And there were a lot of sermons in those days that referenced Star Wars, Doctor Who, Marvel movies. Pe people could almost, there, there came a point where after each new Marvel movie came out, people could count on some reference to it within the next month like i after i think it was infinity war came out that next sunday i i after after the service was over someone came through the line and said i was i'm surprised you didn't say anything about it. i said oh don't worry it's coming so i i developed that kind of a reputation and and i even wonder if people were getting sick of that kind of thing so maybe some are are thankful that they don't have to listen to marvel sermons anymore but I, I have found that there are easier access points for a lot of people to talking about faith if you begin with something that they already know. Whether it is Star Wars, Marvel, their favorite musical artist, whatever it might be. And, and there, there are, it's easier to access faith from talking about your favorite TV show than jumping right into some passage from Jeremiah or some passage even from the Gospels. Beginning with what people already love and say, hey, did you actually know that we can make comparisons and contrasts with things that the Bible says, with various theological movements from the past centuries, that there, there are ways to do this. And so that, that appreciation and that realization and that love and passion for music, TV, and movies is, is why I ended up writing a book about Dave Matthews' band 
and then a book about Doctor Who. It's because I can see that for myself, and I have found those inroads, and I am confident that others could benefit from finding those inroads as well. So going to Fan Expo yesterday, and wandering around, seeing the art, seeing the creativity, in a way that models the way that the creative spirit of God. And you could reflect on that if you wanted to. The, the whole last segment about inclusion and diversity and being one's authentic self, that was such a big part of Jesus's ministry. And such a big part of what I believe Jesus wants the church to be. And we could have that conversation. All of the what 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 Mark Shepard said about the geeks inheriting the earth, and at one at one point how ostracized someone would be for loving these sorts of things. You could reflect on on what that means now. Not not just how the, the culture has changed, not just how society has changed. Because there certainly are still a lot of hateful, exclusive places in this society. We, we can say, oh, there are these wonderful general trends this way or that. But there are still a lot of places that love to look down on others. If you are not acceptable, if you are deemed unworthy of love according to them. Pop culture, whether it's our favorite show, our favorite movie, our favorite book series, our favorite musical artists, can help us begin to have that conversation. And then draw and then from there we can draw out how God fits into it. How the Holy Spirit is already there. How it can reflect, help us reflect for Christians what Jesus would have us do, who Jesus would have us be in the world. Pop culture can play an important role in that conversation, and it can play an important role in that journey. And that's why I am going to continue to write about it, to speak about it, to make it a big part of what I do. And the beautiful thing now is I no longer have a captive audience who knows that a Marvel sermon's coming up. Now, you can choose to tune in or not. But I hope you'll continue to do so. So we'll see what comes next. The geeks have inherited the earth. As far as I'm concerned, that is good news. And I think for a lot of other people, that is good news as well. Thank you for listening to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. 
You can find more about my writing, including my five books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash revjeffnelson. And I'm at boldroastrev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.